Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Tiffany is away this week, but I'm joined by a very special guest. Tell us who you are. Hi, Katie. Um, My name is Jackie Jolly. And I am a longtime listener of your podcast, so it's an honor to be here. I'm really excited. Um, You helped me get to where I am now. Let's not get to where you are now because you've had quite a roller coaster ride. I don't know if I should be thankful that we helped you get to where you are or not yet. (laughs) So when I first heard from you, your email came with a very strict security warning at the bottom of it, and it was signed, Jackie, attorney at law. Sorry. No, that was probably like a really old signature block. So sorry about that. Didn't mean to <laughs> no, freak you out. I wasn't worried. <laughs> but, it, but it did tell me that you were an attorney working in Chicago when you wrote. Yes. You described yourself as a person who always had a serious case of wanderlust. Yes. Yes. And that for whatever reason at that time, you had decided why have just wanderlust? Why not actually wander? Tell us about that beginning I always traveled a lot. So what in the U.S. you have like two, three weeks of vacation, depending on how long you work to the place, right? I was always dreaming up what my next vacation was going to be. And even when I booked one trip, I'd be planning the next. <laughs> it was like I lived to travel. So, you know, I always thought to myself, why can't I make this my life? But then I was a lawyer and, you know, you get comfortable and your day-to-day activities, I guess, and then also the constant paycheck, right? I still wasn't happy. One day, um, I don't know how I came across your podcast. I was probably Googling like people, Americans who moved to Italy or, or something like that. And then I started listening to you guys and I was like, holy crap, this is awesome. They did it. Um, it's possible. Um, but then, you know, I just had to push myself forward to do it. But that took a little while. Here you are, a working lawyer. It's hard to walk away. It's hard for people also to understand why you walked away. Yeah. What was that like? What did you do? One of the things that happened was I'm the baby of five kids. And uh, my parents are elderly or getting up there. And all my siblings are married. And I'm the only one that's single. So I had it in my head that I always needed to be around for them in case something happened. And then one day uh, or one weekend, I went home to visit my parents and my dad was like, oh, I think we're going to retire in Texas. And this is very far away from where we are. And I was like, wait a second, you don't need me. I can leave if I want. Well, you know what? No one had ever told me that I needed to take care of my parents. It was just something I had in my head. And then, you know, other things were happening. You know, every year I would go to this Christmas show with my best friend, I think it was like the fourth or fifth year. And I just remember sitting there looking around and I'm like, holy crap. I still feel the same way. I still want to leave, but I'm still here doing the same things. And I feel like I'm letting my life pass me by. So that's when I was just kind of like, okay, I got to do something. You only live once, right? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that so funny that it happened to you while you're sitting at a Christmas show? It's just... (laughs) The mind drifts enough or something, you know? It was was during A Wonderful Life, and I'm like, you know, it's a really long movie. And it's like, okay, here I am again. Yeah. But still, making that realization, and then did you sell everything? Did you make it so that you didn't go back or keeping a storage unit of stuff? 
in the United States? So um, I had like a lot of furniture, a lot of clothes, and a lot of people were like, why don't you put it in storage? And storage is expensive. It can almost cost as much as your actual furniture. And I'm like, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I have no reason to come back. So either I sold it on Craigslist or whatever, or I gave it away. Same with my clothes. I gave away all my clothes. Which uh, I will tell you, there's things that I regret that I gave away, but hey, (laughs) there's only so much room in your suitcase, right? Yeah. But they're just things. It's more about the opportunity and, uh, and actually like enjoying my life and what I'm doing. So, you know, I'll give up a couple sweaters and some jewelry. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll only regret some of it's a little bit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's true. It's true. So when you wrote to us, your plan was to go to Spain and not only that, but to like take a career hit. To go from being a lawyer to what, being a teacher's assistant or something? I forget what you were. Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit of a story. Um, okay. So and actually, that's what I did. I did do that. So the, the original plan, I had been accepted into a language assistant program that's a, a Spanish ministry runs. So long story short, I went there in September. They told me I could live in Toledo, Spain, which is center Spain. And then my school was um, kind of in the middle of nowhere, but they said I could commute with the teachers. The director said I could move to Toledo, so I did, got my apartment. And then two days before the program started, she emailed me and she said, oh, too bad, so sad, the carpool's full. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So after much looking at maps and talking to people, like the only option was that I had to move to the small town and I wasn't having that only because I was really upset with the director because, you know, I e- emailed her several times saying Toledo's okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And then I asked um, the ministry program after this happened, can you put me in a school that's closer to Toledo so I can keep my apartment, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, sorry. And then I was just like, you know, can't work for you people. <laughs> Maybe if I was in my 20s, which most people were in the program, they would accept it. But I'm a little bit older and crustier. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, no, no, you can't treat me like this. So then I had to hurry up and uh, think of a way to stay in Europe because I wasn't going back to the U.S. So did you ever work for them? No, I never worked for them. So when she sent me that email like two days later, it was in my gut where I was like, there is no way in heck I am working for these people. It just made my skin crawl to think about it. Before we move on to what your next move is, when you thought about wanting to live abroad, was it Spain that you wanted to live in? Was it that was your spot? No, it wasn't. It it was a starting point. Let's put it that way. I had my countries that I loved, but this worked because they didn't have an age restriction because some programs do in Europe. And then my thing is, you know, because I'm a lawyer, I wanted to be there legally. So, you know, they gave me a student visa and there's also like a 700 euro stipend. So I was just like, okay, well, so that's something, right? Right. And then I would just figure things out from there. Oh, well, then, you know, that, that fell apart at the seams. So I was just like, okay, I can do this. I, I'm already here. So I just need to figure out a plan B, you know? Yeah. 
No, I remember I remember you writing me in a panic around this. <laughs> yeah, I think that's when I, I had no plan. I was in a, like a total free fall. And I'm like, oh, my God, maybe they have some ideas. I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> You're in my boat, though, where you have no legal way of being here unless somebody gives you some sort of legal way to be here. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you said that Tiffany gave you some advice. Do you remember anything that she told you at the time? Um, yeah, you know what? I, basically, so I was like... You know, Italy is one of my favorite countries. Maybe it is my favorite country, right? So my thought was, well, maybe I'll just go and live there illegally because I think Tiffany had. Yes, so had I. (laughs) Just to put that out there. I had asked her, you know, what are the work opportunities in Milan versus Rome? Because, you know, Milan is obviously more of a business center. I don't know if Rome was more illegal, worker friendly. I don't know if that's if that's the right term, you know. Um, so she had given me some advice about if I wanted to get into the tourism industry, it's probably better to be in Rome versus Milan. So that gave me some glimmer of hope because I'm like, well, I know Tiffany's done it. So, you know, maybe I can do it. But then, you know, there's, there's, especially in this climate today, I wasn't sure if that's something I want to do, not have a visa and just kind of hope that no one bothers me, which I'm sure no one would, but you never know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'd probably be harder to get an apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These days. Bank accounts and all that other good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You chose... I mean, we're not doing it in person. We're doing this (laughs) over Skype. So since I'm in Rome, obviously you didn't choose Rome. (laughs) No, no. Well, what happened was, okay, so so in my panic, I emailed you and Tiffany. And then I was on Facebook, Beauty of Social Media. And I was on some expat board and I saw some American people had posted that they lived in Italy, private messages. I'm like, can you please tell me how you're there? And um, I happened to message a really, really nice person who was like, oh, so I just went to school in Italy for a graduate degree. And then, you know, I flipped my student visa into a work visa. I was like, what? You know, what is this? And um, so then she gave me the details and basically... I'm going to the same school she's going to, a different program, but uh, I kind of feel like a stalker because I'm a kind of cop in my life. But I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. When all this went down with Spain, um, it was September. Okay, well, I need to find a graduate program that starts in January. So that I was really limited in that regard. If it had been springtime, there would probably be more options. Not spring, but fall, sorry, excuse me. So anyway, Milan offered... Of course, that wasn't like a million billion dollars and it was a year and it was in English, most importantly. So I was like, OK, you know, Rome, I'll, I'll come back to you another time. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be here. Yeah, it's an ancient city. <laughs> this is how I wound up in Milan. So just timing. Timing's everything, right? So you're a student of what? What are you studying? International relations. And oh. uh, it's super. OK, I, I'm, I'm flat out honest. It is hard. Italian schools, I think, are harder. You know, it's funny, you know, my my ego. So the first day the director was like, oh, you know, this this course will have you crying for your mother. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm an attorney. I can do this. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, my God, this course is so hard. You're calling your mom on the phone. Um, <laughs> Did you call her? Yeah, I have. Oh, I don't know. It's just, but you know, it's just like, I haven't been a student for, I don't know, like almost 20 years. So it, it's definitely, it's different. And you know, I, I couldn't just jump back in the saddle and be like, oh, I'm a student again. It's, it's a totally different way of life and way of thinking and everything. Yeah. 
Well, do you find that since international relations could probably help you get a career over here, do you find though that because you're a student to get the visa to be able to stay right now, to like be able to continue your live abroad plan, does that affect your level of commitment as far as uh, uh, how much effort you're putting in? <laughs> okay, let's say, let's say I am fine with just skating by. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because um, I kind of, I just kind of want to enjoy my time here too. I mean, I, I'm not saying everyone else has their nose in a book. There's other things I want to do. And I just know at the end of the day, I don't need to graduate cum laude or anything like that. So <laughs> when I was younger, it was way more important to me. Now I'm just kind of like, meh. It's Tiffany interrupting this episode that I'm not really a part of to remind you that the share is going on right now. Katie's also here because I also want to remind you that the share is going on right now. What the heck is the share though, right? <laughs> the share is your opportunity to get five of your friends or more to not only listen to the show, but actually physically subscribe to the show. And if you can do that and just send us an email telling us you've done it, we totally trust you. If you can get those five people to sign up and to subscribe, what will they get, Katie? You'll be entered to win a contest. Everybody likes being entered to win a contest. That's true. This time you could win Tiffany's book, Midnight in the Piazza. We're giving away two copies, one to the person who gets the most people to subscribe and the other will go to a person in a random drawing. So everybody who participates gets thrown into the hat. One person will be drawn at random. The other person with the most people will get one automatically. And you also get to hear the super secret episode of The Bittersweet Life. The episode that all of those new subscribers won't get to hear. Well, no, not unless they also participate, which, hey, it could happen. This could start spreading like wildfire. Let's hope so. The secret episode is a truth or dare episode, which... Katie and I will be the willing victims of, and you will be sending us your truths and or your dares. Now, you don't have to send in a truth or dare to be considered a participant and to access this episode, but if you want, it might make it more fun for you if we answer your question or if we go out into the street and tape ourselves doing your dare. No nudity, by the way. Yes, but yes, you only get to hear that super secret episode when you get five of your friends or more to subscribe during our share And besides, why wouldn't you want to spread the word? You love this show, right? Yes. So tell your friends. Why are you keeping it a secret? Exactly. Maybe you're not. One person wrote to me and said, I've already told all of my friends. Well, you're going to have to find five more friends. You know, <laughs> tell your office. <laughs> and if you want to be really lazy about it, we have posted a template that you can use. It's at our website, thebittersweetlife.net. Or it's at our Facebook page. Just search for the Bittersweet Life podcast. And you can use that template to make your very own social media post to get people to jump on board. Yeah, so you don't have to sit and waste your time. We know you're busy. You don't have to waste your time coming up with something clever to write. One of our very clever listeners has already done that for you and sent us their version. You can just copy and paste that right onto your social media site, put a snappy photo on there, and hopefully you can get some people to sign up that way. The easiest way for you to let us know that you have participated and you've got your five people subscribed is just to go to our website, thebittersweetlife.net. There's a contact button right on the homepage. You can just write to us that way. Or if you prefer all of the social media platforms, well, specifically Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just search for The Bittersweet Life Podcast and you'll find us. And you can write to us there if that's easier for you. So time is running out. And what 
Just a couple weeks to go. Get on it. The share ends September 1st. We can't wait to hear from you. Back to the show. Do you have any regrets about leaving your job as an attorney? No, I don't. Um, you know, it's only been like, so I left in September, so. Yeah, September 2017. So it's not like ancient times ago. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't have any regrets. It's just, and it's funny because, you know, I, I meet lawyers here in Italy and I, I think to myself, well, you poor thing. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't imagine it's, it's any different. So um, no, and strange thing is there's another girl in, in another program, same school. She's from Brazil and she is an ex-attorney too. And we both had the same, same complaints about the career and what we thought of our lives. So I think maybe it's probably an international malaise that <laughs> attorneys aren't, most attorneys I know. Well, what, what, what is that for those of us who aren't attorneys? What, what is the reality of it? Well, to me, it was a lot of fighting over small details, legal intricacies that you just don't care about. And even when you do win, it's you don't feel good about it forever. It's just kind of like, okay, move on to the next case. For me, it wasn't satisfying. So don't believe the TV shows. Why did you become an attorney? Well, you know, that's the funny thing. It's like at the time, um, I'm going to totally date myself, but whatever. Hey, you're the same age as me as far as I know. So <laughs> I'm a little bit older than you, I think. I don't think so. So Allie McBeal was popular and all the lawyering shows make it look cool. And it's not. Also, it was like, oh, um, I only had to go, to go to school for three years and I'll be a millionaire. I'll be, you know, making so much money being an attorney. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's really not what makes people happy anyway. So that's true. You learned the hard way, or at least I did. Yeah. Were people surprised that you left, like your coworkers? Most people weren't. They're like, well, Jackie, you really like to travel, so this makes sense. And a lot of people actually expressed that it's something that they wish they could do, but they have obligations that they just can't. I, you know, in my head, I'm like, well, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. But I mean, I can understand that, you know, if you have kids and the family and, and all that stuff. It's, it's not as easy, but you know, other people make it happen. Yeah. We, well, we recently did a show, I think it was called advice. We were kind of getting at the question that was asked by another listener, which was, is it ever too late? It's never too late. Uh, you know, there's that saying, this is never too late to be what you want to become or something like that. You have so much time in your life. It just goes by so fast. Like I had mentioned before, like you know, I went to the, that Christmas show like four or five times for four or five years. And it's just kind of like, where did the time go? I have no idea. Tomorrow never comes. So you just got to take the presence and and make things happen. I, I know it's so it's so cliche, but it's it's so true. Does it feel like your life in Chicago was a long time ago now? Yes. And actually, um, I came back. Uh, Chicago in December, I had to get my student visa processed and all that stuff. There's a lot of Christmas stuff going on in Chicago. And I remember someone asked me for directions to something. I gave it to him, but then I was thinking to myself, wait, is that right? Do I even know where I am? I felt like a tourist too. Like just taking the subway because, you know, everyone's hurrying off to their job, you know, the nine to five. And I just see it and I'm just kind of like, gosh, that used to be me. I just sit there. I wonder, I'm like, are these people really happy? Is this something they want to do? It's kind of hard because I think in the U.S. you are expected to follow this formula. 
And um, if you go outside of it, I don't know, it, you just feel out of place or like you don't belong. And that's just too bad that everything's so regimented in the U.S. Yeah. I don't know. So can we talk about this boy that you met? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned in one of your emails that you were a big fan of, you didn't remember her name, but Claire, who's over in Croatia. Oh, yeah. Claire, who came on the show and talked about what it was like to be on Tinder in yeah, Croatia. Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, so I, in Rome, see, I was in Rome for a couple months. And I will say that I don't find the Roman boys very serious with that kind of app dating. I was actually warned by other Italians. They're like, watch out. And I found it to be true. Just a, you know, a word, a word from the wise, don't expect anything serious from Tinder or, or Bumble or whatever else. So when I came to Milan, there's an app called Internations. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like professional networking all around the world. And I was a member in Chicago. So the day after I arrived in Milan, I went to like an art exhibit that they had organized. And I met someone who was part of Internations and Long story short, we've been dating since I got here. So maybe it's kind of fate. I don't know. But he's from Milan. And actually, it was funny because when he emailed me after we met, he was like, oh, um, can you help me improve my English? And I was like, oh, yeah, you want to improve your English. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, I will say his English has improved since dating me because my Italian is so terrible. Right. That he's forced to speak English. I'm going to get more serious about it, knock on wood. So next time we talk, um, we will be fluent in Italian. Both right? of us? Should we make that yeah. a goal? <laughs> we check in a year from now. We're like, not now. We can't talk now. <laughs> okay. Just going back to that Spain part or some of the downsides, I think a lot of people resist doing it because they feel like they'll regret it or they'll be sure. too lonely or... They'll never figure out a way to make it work. It's too hard to find an apartment while you're living abroad. All those things, all those like fears and notions. And and then you oh, actually yeah. had it kind of explode like as yeah. soon as you got here. Yeah, I mean, it is daunting. Um, for me, you know, I don't speak Spanish. It was a language I could not pick up. So, you know, when I did go to Spain, I knew nothing. And I just made sure I had my Google app translator, which, by the way, is the locals tell me it's pretty horrible, but they understand <laughs> what you're trying to say. I was able to find an apartment that was basically all in Spanish. And you find your way around, you make things happen. Like if you're determined enough, it'll come your way. I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I mean, I also learned a lot. So, I mean, I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. What would you say was your biggest mistake? I think my biggest mistake was assuming that everything was going to fall into place for me. I'm a planner here in Italy. I'm a super planner because, you know, they don't plan anything. The same thing with Spain. So, I mean, I can tell you everything I did to get into the Spanish program. I was one of the first people to file my application. I, you know, followed up with everyone. You know, I always emailed the director. Who, of course, she never emailed me back. Um, but, you know, I did all these things by the book and things still fell apart. But maybe that's the way things were meant to happen because maybe I'm not meant, I wasn't meant to be in Spain. You know, I was meant to be here. The great architect pushed me along to uh, get to Italy instead. That's another thing I I'll say. Don't be afraid to ask people for help because there's so many people who will help you, even random strangers on the internet, seriously, because that's why I'm here in Milan. And 
I'm talking to you, right? (laughs) Yeah, you you can just ask your podcasting friends. (laughs) Yeah, so if I had not talked to um, Rachel, who went to the same school prior to, I mean, I don't know where I'd be, but she really changed my life, quite honestly, and she opened a lot of doors for me. So yeah, really cool. Here I am. (laughs) Here you are. Well, you'll have to come back on in maybe a year's worth of time and see how you're feeling. Yes. Feeling then. Maybe you'll be back in Italy, right? Maybe. Although Tiffany tells me it was two years between my last visit and now. So. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it had been that long. That's too long. Again, it's like that time flies thing. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm back in the United States and we've been moving around a lot, I guess time is going by faster. I don't know. But that's the hazard. That's the (laughs) hazard. Well, you'll have to come down to Rome next time. Oh, you don't have to twist my arm. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good. If anybody wants to read what you're thinking about, you do have a blog, transitionpossible.com. Tell us of your adventures and misadventures. Yeah. Is it also meant to inspire people to do what you've done? Yeah, that's my main thing. It's just like, I feel like there are so many people who are stuck in a rut in their career, especially like kind of midlife or after like 10, 15 years and they don't know what to do. Kind of want to let them know that, you know, all their anxieties and fears, they're normal, but, you know, you can get over them and you can make your dreams of whatever, whatever you want to do come true. Yeah. I always think too that when you're mid-career, like you and I are, yeah, we come with skills. So even if we quit a job, we are an employable on the other side. <laughs> you know, we still know some stuff at this point. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on and for writing and telling us your story all along the way. So much for having me and for inspiring me. You're welcome. That's like the biggest form of flattery. I told you that before, that when we found out that you were possibly moving to Spain, partly on our account, we were both terrified and and thrilled. We're kind of like your parents. We're like, oh God, I hope it goes well. I needed the push. So thank you so very much. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Transition possible. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Katie. Take care. This is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes. Maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best. What the heck is the share though, right? <laughs> the share is your... Uh, the share is your opportunity to, to... I don't know why I can't talk. Okay. The share... <laughs> Stop. The share is your opportunity to get five of your friends or more to not only listen to the show, but actually physically subscribe to the show. And if you can do that and just send us an email telling us you've done it. So time is running out. And what? Just a couple of weeks to go. Get on it. <laughs> the share ends September 1st. We can't wait to hear from you. Bye. Oh, wait. Back to the show. That was fun. <laughs>